Welcome to a brand new episode of Views of an X Podcast, and I'm your host, Lama. I'd like to thank y'all all for tuning in, where I have various guests come on this podcast to talk about their ex. I've been out for a while, and it's due to COVID. I caught COVID. All of August, I've been out. I haven't did any new interviews. I've been staying away from people because when I recovered, I had a lingering cough, and I did not want to do episodes where you hear me coughing every two seconds. That is not the best to edit, and it's not the best to listen to. So I was like, let me avoid doing interviews and the people will just have to wait but i'm back and it's episode 68 and it features philly native jackson he's not originally from philly but he's from st louis he lives in philly now and he was one of the 11 men that signed up to be on the podcast when i asked for more men to tell their stories now coming into this episode i thought jackson would be more experienced in relationships just due to his IG page, he has his own podcast where he talks about relationships with men and women and how they deal with each other. So I'm expecting him to be well knowledge and, and have a full background on what he liked and everything like that. But I later find out that this was his second relationship ever. So he's inexperienced and he enters this relationship thinking that because he's a good man and he don't cheat, he don't hang out in the streets, that that was good enough to win this woman over. But little do he know that there's a such thing as love languages and, and just how to approach women in the right way. And he's learning this as he goes into this relationship. And all that he does, it was just not enough for this woman. And I felt kind of bad listening to the story. I'm like, yo, Cattell Jackson is a good dude, but it just wasn't enough. And I hope this relationship teaches him lessons that he can take on to his, his, his later relationships in life because this girl just wasn't it and he wasn't it for her and I just felt bad but I hope y'all enjoyed this episode feel free to comment leave feedback on the IG page hashtag views of an X on Twitter you can hit me personally if you know me and also like and subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app leave a rating and review um, I have merch coming soon on viewsofanx.com and also I want to give a special shout out to Pormon's podcast when I was down and out, feeling like I wasn't getting enough support from the people I know, and just overall, they looked out. Like, without me knowing, they did an episode, and they shouted out Views of an X, and it was like, yeah, we love Llama, go listen to Views of an X. And I'm just seeing all these women come on Views of an X page. I'm like, where are they coming from? And then some of them would comment like, oh, we came from Poor Minds. We love the podcast. We came from Poor Minds. I love the podcast. So I was like, oh, they must have shouted me out. I went to listen, and... Thank y'all, Lex P, Dre, and Nicole. Y'all did that. My numbers went through the roof. Like, I don't I don't know. I'm just super thankful, man. Like, thank you to Poor Minds Podcast. If you're not familiar with them, go search up Poor Minds Podcast. They are very, very funny. They doing their thing over there. And, man, I'm just super, super thankful. Like I said, um, I had a hell of a week. My party, Spin the Party, went well. Views of Next is doing well. Like, I can't complain. I'm just, I'm just trying to stay present and keep working. But let me not talk y'all head off. Enjoy episode 68, and I'll be back with a new episode next time. Bye. All right, so nice to have you, Jackson. You use one of the 11 men that signed up to be on this podcast. It was, uh, I did a post asking for more men to come on my show. 
and you signed up. What, what made you want to sign up? Indeed, indeed. Well, first, let me let me just say uh, what's up to everybody, man. Yeah, Errol, Errol, Errol Jackson, 1616. Uh, creator <laughs> and host of One Mike Stand. Also, one third of Sex and Strangers. Shout out to Senior Juice. That was a podcast I used to be on. I always shout them out. Love them. Yeah. They the homies. Black women. Support everybody. All that. So, all right, my bad. I had to, I got to get that out first, though. <laughs> get, get it out. Um, but nah, but uh, what, we, what made me sign up, though, uh, I forget if I was following you already or if one of my homies had sent it to you has sent it to me yeah 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 um and every like everybody who who follows me and who has been following i i guess like my story or just my podcast career if that's what you want to call it um my relationships specifically this one particular relationship uh that we about to talk about it has been like Infamous, like you know what I'm saying. So yeah, when they sent me the post, they was like, "Yo, you gotta do this fucking show because you gotta <laughs> tell this fucking story." Um, right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Just because it was, they they just know that the story is is kind of ridiculous. Like, and it and it, they people know how it has affected me. So mm-hmm. I think that that's why uh that's why they sent me to the, sent me the post. That's dope. I see your content, man. After after. You hit me up. I was like, let me go on his page and see what, he, what he's about. You do a lot of videos where you discuss uh, uh, men and women uh, situations. Mm-hmm. Like, do black men love black women? Do women love black men? Yeah. Uh, should we go on dates? Like, 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 like shit like that. I'm like, all right. Yeah. This guy is controversial. I, I like it. <laughs> I like so, it. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you stir, up, you stir up a conversation. I appreciate it. And you catch me watching. I'm like. So, something wrong with Jackson, or does he need to notice? Like, it's, it's something wrong with him, but he's entertaining. So I, 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 I look sometimes. Oh man, that's terrible. That's I can tell you had some issues with women. I could tell. It's gonna we're gonna talk about it though. Okay, because some of the stuff you say, it seems like you have a bitterness towards women. Okay, like a, a slight bitterness. That's a, that's how it, 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 it looks to me. Okay, so I don't know if anything happened in your past. Well, or. or all right, well, it's it's a couple things, right? I will say where I am now, honestly, actually, like, I don't feel bitterness. I, I got years ago, over a decade ago, I I used to be a grudge holder, mm-hmm. um, but that was more so, like, with, with baseball stuff because, I you know, I, I played ball or whatever, but I gave I gave grudge holding up because it just takes too much energy out of you. You know what I'm saying? Right, and I right, tried right, to like right. really sprinkle that into every other facet of my life. Um gotcha. and then, you know, it it sprinkled over or, or uh you know, went over into like my relationship life as well, like dealing with women. So now what I will say though is when I tell my stories, when I do my content, mm-hmm. when I do the pod, when I do other people's pods, you know, there is a a part of it that is the entertainment part. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So like when I am speaking, when I am telling a story, like I kind of have to go into this transformation where I want to, I want to bring my listeners into that setting, into that scenario. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? If I feel like I got disrespected or shitted on, or or played, or ghosted, or catfished, or whatever the case may be, like mm-hmm. I want you to feel how I felt. Mm. So the only way that I could really illustrate that. Is if I go back in time, like in my in my brain, and really put myself back into that situation, and then you'll be able to hear 
the passion. Yeah. You'll be able to hear gotcha. the anger, the sadness. You'll be able to hear the the feeling of betrayal or the bitterness in my mm-hmm. in my voice. And I mm-hmm. and I do that on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Because gotcha. sometimes I don't, like as a as a and you you I'm sure that you can attest to this. Like as a person who who is a storyteller, like some things you actually don't want to outgrow just when you're in your content creation world. You know what I mean? Because right, if you, right, right. I can't, I, you're not going to feel my story if, I, if I've outgrown it too much and I'm above it and I'm telling it from a, from a, a pedestal. Like a if if yeah, I'm telling yeah, yeah. it from a, from a higher place, like you're not going to feel me then because I'm going to be too um, polished. That's like, that's, like, that's like rappers. Like let's say Jay-Z talking about the streets. You right. won't, it won't sound right now that he's a billionaire, right? Rather than when he first came out, then it was like, "Ah, right, we feel you now." Exactly. So it's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Got you. So good to have you on the podcast. Let the people know who you are. Who is Jackson? Well, thank you, thank you for having me, man. This is a yeah, long, man. long time overdue. I know, um, man. But yeah, like I said, man, Jackson one six one six is my Instagram. J a x o n one six one six. I do have a, I do a podcast myself. It's called One Mike Stand. Um, that is the word one underscore Mike underscore stand underscore. Um, I'm a content creator, podcaster, video production, cameraman, filming guy. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm an ex, uh, minor league baseball player. Like I said, I play ball. I'm from St. Louis. I live in Philly. Um, that's relationship wise. Like that's a whole transformation or like Philly is a different world. It's its own mm-hmm. galaxy. East Coast is so different from the Midwest. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of my the content that you see now is kind of produced from a from a a lens of a Midwest kid who's mm-hmm. now living on the East Coast, and and there's a there's a big disconnect in that too. So that's where probably like a lot of my like dis, my seemingly like disdain or my I, it's a lot of things I don't understand, like what goes on, like in, in, in dating and shit now. And a lot of that could be based on like where I'm from and how I grew up and how I was raised and anything like that. But gotcha. I don't know, man. I'm a, I'm just a regular guy, man, trying to trying to get people to, to relate to my shit. So so I could try to change the world through my conversations and through my dialogue. That's that's gotcha. pretty, that's the, how long you been in Philly? Two thousand nine. Since two thousand nine. All right. So over 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 ten years. Yeah. You're, lo- you're a local now. Nah, I'm n- I'm never Not I'm after, never wearing after that. After seven years, you're local. <laughs> never you gotta, wearing you gotta, that. You gotta never. embrace it. <laughs> so we don't here to talk about an ex. Now okay. I could give him a name, a fake name, or you could give him a fake name. But if well, I give him the fake name, you have to describe how they look. The well, her name is her her. What don't, we don't call say her, her real name. Don't, no, no, yeah, no. don't say her real name. What we call her. What I call it, what I've always referred to her on on podcasts is Voldy. So, Voldy, Voldy, which is short for Voldemort, which means one the one who we shall From not Harry, name. Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he ugly, so she got a nose. Nah, it don't got nothing to do with how she look. Oh, I. Right, it's all just right. because we because we don't mention her name. You know what I'm so saying? Voldy. She's the one we shall not name. So that's why we gave her gave her the name Voldy. That's been how I referred to her since. Ever since, ever since we was broken up, basically. Um, but she was That's a very. Funny. What's funny is she was. She's a very pretty girl. Um, yeah. I thought she. I mean, I thought she was bad. That's why I fucking. 
got into a relationship. That's not why I got into a relationship with her, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's funny because every time I show people uh, pictures of her, like after telling all of the like the the low key like horror stories and shit. Like mm-hmm. people are always like surprised because it's like, oh shit, like she looks, she's like really, she really cute or she look really nice or she's really pretty or she don't seem like she would, you know, be that type of person or be kind of mean or whatever. But, right. you know, yeah, man, she looked nice though. I'll mm-hmm. never, I could never take that away from her. All right, because Voldemort is is ugly dude. Man. Well, it ain't even. <laughs> All right. Again, we out here dating. All right. So, um, so Vol did this. Now, where was you in this in this time frame when you met Vody? Like regionally, I was in Philly. She's from she was from uh, Delaware. Okay, I have family in Delaware. That's ain't nothing out there. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I gotta go there next week. That's the funny part. Um, <laughs> so Delaware chick from what part of Delaware? Uh, she role. was from. Don't say Wilmington. Newark, no, like Newark. All right, so she's she's a fair girl. Yeah, decent girl. All right, cool. <laughs> So she was good, right? Like, let me let me say this, right? Because I this is not a this is any and every time I tell these stories, man, I'm not bashing her. Got you. I'm All telling right. I'm telling the truth about what happened, mm-hmm. and and I let the I let the people y'all can judge it and however y'all want. I'm I'm telling the truth from from my perspective of being the boyfriend in this relationship. I'm not bashing her. She's not a she's not a bad person. You know what I mean? She's a she was a great mom, all that. Yeah. Like it was just the our our shit just ain't clicked. Got you. All right. So you met her in Delaware. How did you how did you meet her? I met her through an app. Uh, I met her through POF. You know what I'm saying? What is that? That's like a dating app. Plenty of fish. Oh, plenty of fish. All right. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people use that. I met her through plenty of fish. That was like because that was back in. I met her in uh, I want to say like 20, 2015. We was together from like twenty fifteen to like. 2017 and some like mid 2017 or something like that and okay. uh you know we just conversed over the over the app uh back and forth for for a little minute we um you know we exchanged numbers and it, she mm. was she was really cool like what stood out to me about her at first was obviously like you know I thought that she looked nice but she also displayed like a really dope personality like you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like I didn't really I didn't really think a lot of women were really funny uh, and neither. she, <laughs> and, neither. And she kind of like, you know, what I'm saying that was one of the things that that stood out uh, about her to me. At first, I was like, oh, she she got a good sense of humor. You know, what I'm saying she made me laugh a little something, and uh, our conversation just like it, it flowed really well in the beginning. So she had caught my attention like that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, exchanged numbers. Our first, our first date was. Wait, hold on. Before you get there, oh, what made fault. you join a dating app? <laughs> All right, so I told you I played minor league uh, baseball, right? I played gotcha. ball from 2008 until 2012. And in 2000 and I want to say 2010, I was playing ball in Georgia. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when, they, when, you play, when, you, when you go to and play in these, like, small towns, these hick towns or whatever, they either put you in, uh, like, small apartment complexes, you get a host family or whatever. But in this one particular town, they put us in dorms in a in a college or whatever. So, like, it was like our whole our whole team was on, like, three floors of these, like, co- collegiate dorms or whatever. 
And my homie, uh, my homie Charlie, he was a white boy. He was big, like six four, <laughs> white dude. He was a pitcher, country as hell. Always had like a uh, a dip in his mouth, like tobacco. I don't know if y'all know what that means, but like the tobacco shit, like in they lip, yeah, yeah, or whatever. And one night we was just chilling. We ain't had no game. We had like an off day, and he came down to the room, and he was just like, "Yo." Y'all got it. He was like, what y'all doing? We was like, man, we chilling. Like, what's up with you? He was like, yo, I'm I'm out fishing, man. I'm about to go fishing. We was like, what the fuck are you go talking fishing. about? It ain't no, it ain't no water around here, no lakes, no ponds. You don't even got no fishing rod, my nigga. Like, what are you talking about? Right. right. And he was like, nah, man, plenty of fish, man. I'm fishing. I'm about to go get some 40-year-old pussy or something like that. And at the time, you know, we like, I don't know, like 25, 24, 25, or something like that. And he was like, bro, what are, you, what are you talking about? So then we go down to his room. He pull up, he pull out his laptop. He pull up this mm-hmm. app called POF, Plenty of Fish. And this is back before like dating apps was, you know, like even a like you you would be embarrassed to tell somebody. Right, that right. Was back on in that time, app. yeah, yeah. Like it was still within that time frame, right? Yeah. So we looking at homie like, you a nut. Bozo, like you crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, nah, like, I'm telling y'all, like, this is the wave. You got to get on it. He was like, yo, you got to start a start an account. And I was like, I'm not starting an account, but I'll tell you what. If I give you my information, you start the account for me. If you mm-hmm. really want me to be on here, you start it for me, man, and then I, I'll check it out. So he did all of the legwork for me, set the account up for me. So, like, from that point on, I was I was just in the system. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for you know, every now and then, like on the low, if I'm bored or if I'm like in a in a city uh where I don't know nobody, because you know, that happens a lot when you play sports, like yeah, you just yeah, be yeah. in places where you've never been and you don't know anybody, that's when it was it would kind of like come in handy and shit. Cause at least you could kind of yeah. test the water and exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's so that's dope. how I got right. on it. Now, you were single prior to this for how long? Like seven years, I wanna I wanna say. Like my first, and I've only been in these like really like two relationships, uh, like official like Count will you be one? my girlfriend type relationship. This is the third one or the second one? The one that we're talking about now is my second one. Got you. All right. So before and, that, uh, so my first one was when I was in college, and I was basically from when I was like twenty until like twenty three, mm-hmm. um, and then I was single from like twenty three all the way up until like twenty nine thirty, which is when I. Mm-hmm. When I met Voldy. Oh, man. So your, your history of being in love is not, you wasn't that experienced? No, I was not. Not so at all. What, what did you lack in? What, what did you, I, as a man now, what do you think you lacked in back in the day? Um, I think I lacked in awareness of what makes a good partner. Like, mm-hmm. I thought... I thought that I was, I always had this, uh, I always had this assumption that, you know, I'm like boyfriend material more than I mm-hmm. am like good at being a single nigga who get bitches, nigga who just fuck a whole lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always mm-hmm. thought that I was boyfriend material because of the fact that I was pretty much a homebody. Um, I wasn't really a big club bar hopping type of person. Mm-hmm. For the longest, I didn't drink, didn't smoke, I didn't have any children. Uh, oh, so you I mean, I still, the, I still don't have any of a, a good dude. Yeah, yeah. So like, but but from the outside, from from being on the outside of relationships, 
Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I'm a, I would be a good boyfriend because I'm basically just avoiding a lot of temptation of like cheating and shit like that. Because when you have these like dating and relationship conversations, right? Most mm. of the complaints from women that men hear are really they revolve around like infidelity and cheating and right, lying right, right. and abuse. Like, and I, so I'm hearing the conversations like, oh, I don't do none of that shit. I'm Gucci. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'd be, I'm a, I'm a great guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, that's how I would be. I'm, I'm feeling like hearing women saying the things that, that they wish were different about the men that, that they loved or that they were in relationships mm-hmm. with. So I'm going into the relationship with that attitude, um, or, or that mindset. And like, it was, it was so much. It was so much more than I, I think I'm better single. Like from mm. based on the relationship I had with Voldy, I think I'm a better single guy. Not saying that I was a bad boyfriend, but it was just so many things that I was I didn't even know that were part of being like a like a good man. Yeah, yeah. I you know what I'm saying? saying? That I had yeah. never even taken account for besides mm. just being a good person. It's more because it's more than just being a good person. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, well, if I'm a good person, you know what I'm saying? How can I not be a good nigga? Mm-hmm. All right. So you enter this date, uh, you enter this situation online. So you started online. Did y'all send pictures back and forth? Or how did how did you build that like connection? Um to meeting each other. Honestly, it wasn't really a whole <laughs> pictures. It it wasn't a, she wasn't a picture gal. Um, mm-hmm. it was a lot of things that she wasn't into. Uh, pictures was one of them. Um, I mean, for the most part, man, we we message, we text, we talked on the phone, and you know, we just tried to see each other in person. Mm-hmm. Um, which was sometimes that was difficult because she had a she had a, a child mm-hmm. or whatever. So it was kind of everything was kind of based off of her her availability and her schedule, um, which it's funny because all of the things that I'm kind of mentioning were like a lot of the things that, in my opinion, like led to the downfall uh, mm-hmm. of the relationship because a lot of these things were like catch-22 issues. Like for for instance, uh, her having a child. The, I, I don't know if you have children what was your or, or whatever. Having a child. No, I don't. Okay. So in my opinion... If it's a person with a child dating a person without a child, the person mm-hmm. with the child gonna run a relationship, whether you a man, woman, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I say that because, and and not even, even if they don't want to, even if they don't want to run a relationship, they run it because mm-hmm. everything is on their time. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it 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 kicks spontane- spontaneity out the window. Mm-hmm. You can't just get up and go. You can't just be like, yo, like, let's let's take a trip for the weekend. You can't just hit somebody at 3 o'clock and schedule a date for 7 o'clock. Like, you can't do none of that shit. So as a as as the man without the child in that situation, it kind of makes it difficult for me to, like, quote, unquote, like, be, the, be a man in a mm-hmm. relationship and lead in a relationship because... Everything that I, every move that I make, I really got to kind of check in with you to make sure that your situation is is good, your schedule right. is clear. So you really running a relationship because I got to ask you to make a move before I make a move. Because if I don't ask you, then now I'm being looked at as inconsiderate because I know you got a kid. 
And I know you can't just get up and go. And I know you can't just fucking do what I can do because I don't have a child. You know right, what I mean? So it's right, kind of like right. understood. trying to play both both those sides of the table. Like that shit is that shit is tough. So trying to see her during this time was hard because of the because of the kids? Well, Maybe. not yet. And that's fu- like before we actually became like official, mm-hmm. shit was fucking smooth. Mm. Which was why I wanted to be like, all right, take it to the next step. Let's be in a relationship. Because like, we basically, we dated for like six months before, uh, before we like made it official, before I asked her to like be my girlfriend or whatever. And within that time frame, everything was cool because like, there's like a, there's a, a boundary. There's like an unspoken, unseen boundary that, you know, you try to respect with somebody that you're dating, that you like, that you're into, but y'all not together yet. Mm-hmm. So like, it's some things that I, I'm just not gonna ask you for. I'm not gonna ask you about, and I would, I would assume vice versa. But what, so what like, are some of those things? like I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask you to change your schedule or move your schedule around to go on a date with me. I'm not gonna ask you to find a babysitter. I'm not gonna ask you to take okay, off okay. of work. I'm not like I'm not like those kinds of things to me are are out of bounds. You. you know what I mean? Right. Because we don't have enough invested or, or or committed in each other just yet for me to really even pry that far into your into your 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 business. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. All right. I gotta keep that in mind. So- <laughs> yeah, cause that's fair. Cause me, I'm, I'm total opposite. I'm like, yo, we gotta find some type of solution. Where's the baby father? He can't take the kid. Like, <laughs> where's the baby? <laughs> <laughs> that's but all right. So um, fast forward a little bit. Six months y'all dated. How, how many times y'all seen each other? Um, I would say, I would I would say almost every weekend. Oh, you was driving? I was taking a train actually. I was so taking Delaware a train. and Philly is, is is mad close. Yeah, it's not too far. It's like maybe like a forty minute uh, train ride. I just hop right on the train at thirtieth station. 30th Street Station, and, uh, and she actually, you know what I'm saying, she would scoop me from, from like, the the train station, which was not that far from where she lived. Right. Um, and that was just kind of our, our routine. Um, we was really, it was really like a weekend kind of relationship because she worked in Philly, mm-hmm. but again, because of the fact that she had a child, her her weekdays wasn't really, they wasn't really open. You know what I'm saying? So all of our... Uh, all of our dates and all of our quality time and, you know, chilling and getting to know each other type of type of time. Like all of that shit was done between, you know, Friday and Sunday or whatever. Right. So that that's usually but how it, how it worked. It goes. worked for you. It worked for her. Yeah, it worked for me because I'm not the type of guy like I don't need to see you every day. I don't, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably better for me that way. Like, give me a chance to miss you. I mm-hmm. like my my private time, my alone time and shit like that. Um, So it, it worked for me. I don't no, know. I don't no. know. I can't speak for her if she wanted to see me more or, or whatever, but it worked for me on my end. Now, what's your son? What's her son or what's your son? I'm a Libra and she's a Taurus. I don't know if that matches, but... It don't. <laughs> <laughs> my listeners always want to know that. Like It don't. They be trying it, to don't guess it don't work. It don't work because the one thing I... And I'm not, even a, I'm not even really a big astrology nigga, but mm-hmm. the one thing that I learned about her specifically, but then other tourists that I know is they really are stubborn and bullheaded as fuck. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and the reason it it, it was, was low key kind of a, I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's a, it was a setup for me because the thing with Libras is like Libras based on based on, you know, like the astrology thing are very diplomatic, very non-confrontational, very like wanting to wanting to work everything out. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't those don't mesh. Like it, it, it's it's like a recipe for me to, it's a recipe for the Libra to get run over. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm because it's like the Libra is the one always breaking your back to try to make things work, and the Taurus don't bend at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know very very stubborn, stuck in their ways. Shoot, the girl and that inspired and, this podcast was a and Taurus, Taurus so. don't don't suck dick. Wait, <laughs> I'm just, I don't know about all that, but that's see, that's Jackson for you. They this Taurus like ain't suck dick. <laughs> Man, is that is that your thing? Yeah, my dick suck fucking right. <laughs> fucking right, that's my thing. <laughs> Shake my head. So, um, how did y'all become closer? Did, did she move with you or did you move to Delaware? Like, no. How did we, this relationship uh, we never, become? We, we never lived, we never lived together. I've never lived with a woman. Um, we never, we really just kept it on our on our weekend shit, and maybe that was one of the maybe that was one of the things that <laughs> if I could jump around a little bit, like six months. It it took me six months to basically ask her, "Will you be my girlfriend?" Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was I was pressured even at that even at that juncture. I really wasn't ready, but it was like uh, she was ready. And a lot of the times, I think sometimes when women are when women are ready, if the man isn't ready, then they automatically jump to the man is bullshitting, the man is playing mm-hmm. games, the man ain't mm-hmm. serious, the man don't want is afraid of commitment. And it it was really none of that. It's just like, all right, I feel that you're ready. I'm just not ready yet. But what, you know what I'm saying? Were, yeah, after this month, why weren't you ready? Because of a whole bunch of things that I didn't know yet. Like, I had never dated anybody with a child yet. Mm-hmm. I hadn't met the child yet. I hadn't met the child's father yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what their, I didn't really know what their dynamic was. And because she wasn't, she wasn't very, she wasn't very open. And mm-hmm. I am a very open and transparent. And I, I express myself and I say what's on my mind. Like, she wasn't like that. So there was like a, from my end, it was a, it was a lot of things that I didn't really know about her. I didn't, I, like, I like you, but I don't really know you. I'd like to Got get, you. I'd yeah. like to really know you before I commit to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't open up, then I can't really know you, but you want me to commit to you without me knowing who the fuck you are. Like that, to me, that don't make sense. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then there was a, I remember, Having a we, I remember we had we had sex like maybe after like two or three months. So it was mm-hmm. it was a little minute, but it was cool. I wasn't I wasn't tripping mm-hmm. or whatever off of that because I actually liked who she was as I was getting to know her. Mm-hmm. And we had sex a couple times. She didn't suck dick, and I was like, and I was I would be telling my homies I'd be like, yo, like I mean you know because you know when, when you. 
when you a nigga who been single for six, seven years and then you finally start dating somebody and liking somebody, like niggas be wanting to know, like, you you fuck with her like that? Like what you about? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I would have conversations with my friends and shit um about how I was feeling about her. And uh and I just tell them, I'm like, yeah, we we smashed and shit, but I don't know what that head hitting for yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if she do it. I don't know if she fire. I don't know if she trash. I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And these niggas is, you know, looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, fuck y'all niggas. I need to know that shit. Right. And so she, you know, eventually she sucked my dick a couple of times and it was cool. Wasn't amazing, but wasn't trash. But, you know, it, it was cool. Now, was it on her terms or on your terms? It was on her terms. I'm never that nigga to be like, I'm never to put my hand on a bitch head and like shove it. I'm not that nigga. I'm not like yo. <laughs> I, and gotcha. I'm not the. And I'm also not the um yo like. Can I get some head? Like mm-hmm. what's up with that? Like I'm not that nigga either. Gotcha. Like you know what All I'm right. saying? Like I tread. I tread very lightly with like I got a lot of. If you watch my like I got a lot of jokes and a lot of aggressive talk and shit. But I'm mm-hmm. not. Especially when dealing with like sexual shit, bro. Like I'm. I'm not forcing you to do nothing that you don't want to do. That's good. Like, That's you know what I'm saying? I, I, res, I respect boundaries. I, res, I respect whether, you know, things that you do like, you don't like, and all like, because I'm going to have those conversations with you just so I know, so I don't step on no toes and so I don't disrespect you or make you feel uncomfortable. Like, that's yeah. that's not what I'm tr- ever trying to do. So, um, it was one time I had asked her, I was like, we and we was talking about sex shit. It was a sex conversation. Like, that was the context of the conversation. And I was like, you know, so how do you how do you finish it? We we had already fucked. We had she had already said my thing. All this, right? <laughs> so we already on that level, but right, we're not right. together at this moment. So I asked her. I was like, "Yo, so like, how do you finish your dick sucks? Like, do you spit? You swallow? <laughs> how do you, do you finish like your dick sucks? Is mad funny. Do you do you do you spit? Do you swallow? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you take facials? Like like what's what's your like you know like how you do it or whatever? And she got when I tell you she got so offended and so. So I mean, it, it depends on how you say it. How, how do you finish your dick sucks don't sound good. Listen, but we already fucked. My dick has already been in her mouth several times at this point. Like, why? And, and on top of that, right? On top of that, see, and for me, and may, maybe this is, maybe I'm trash for this, but for me, this is me testing the waters of how can I how can I communicate with this person who I'm considering making my girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Can I communicate? Can I can I really truly tell you and ask you what's on my mind? Straight up, straight up to your face, super transparent, super honest, or or are you not open and mature enough to really receive this honesty that you that women fucking beg of from from niggas? Do I right. gotta tiptoe? around your fucking feelings and around, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do I have, like, how do I got to communicate with this person? So the mm-hmm. only way I'm going to find that out is to communicate the with them how I, how I naturally talk. Yeah, and then yeah. we can go from there based on how you react. Mm-hmm. So based on her reaction, I I can't talk to you like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because she, she spazzed out. Oh, how could you fucking disrespect me like that? I'm not some fucking whore who just be letting niggas nut bust on my face and you not even my fucking boyfriend yet and this and that. And she ain't talked to me for like 10 days. Like, wow. super mad, right? So I'm like, that's that's a wild fucking reaction. Um, but we talked about it. And, you know, like she said, she felt disrespected, whatever, whatever. Um, 
I apologize and shit. I honestly, I shouldn't have. I don't feel like I said nothing wrong by I mean, asking a question. But depends on how the person so is. Yeah. How? But how you? How do you ask that though? So like, if I asked it wrong, how do you ask it right? I, yo, I have to say, it's hard to ask for head. It's even hard to ask for head. How do you ask for head politely? You, you can't. That, you, that's what I'm saying. So it's hard to even ask, how do you finish off giving head? Like, it's all but of it's going to be taken away. But that's my point, though. Because my thing is, especially, and I was, I was on a pod called Sex with Strangers. Mm-hmm. I was on, I was on it, right? So we talked about sex all the time. So for, and she knew that. So mm-hmm. for me, right, a conversation about sex is literally a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not me trying to fucking, the next time you come over, you're going to do this shit because we just talked about Because I know a lot of, you know, I'm sure niggas do that. Yeah. I'm sure niggas do that. Like, yeah, let me, let me find out what she into because the next time I see her, we're going to do that shit. For me, I'm literally gathering information. I'm literally right. trying to but figure you out what asked you're her about her past. Maybe you could have asked about the, her past. Has she ever done that? But and see, then, but even then, you treading in the waters of my past is none of your business. And why are you asking me maybe. about other it's niggas? Like, why are you worried chance, about other though. niggas and shit like that? Yeah, that's lighter than just asking like, how do you finish off? Hey, I don't but know. See, I'm, I'm not. But on your on the questionnaire, right? One of the things was. What's one? What's some things, some lessons that you learned from your last mm-hmm. relationship? Mm-hmm. This was one of the things that I learned right within this conversation is I cannot, will not, will not ever date somebody that I can't talk to. I can't have mm-hmm. conversations can't be about yourself. sex you with. You can't be yourself with, yeah. I cannot do it. I, 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 I'm not tiptoeing around how I talk to protect your fucking... To, Protect your feelings of you feeling like I disrespected you. I'm not di- disrespecting is like, yo, the next time you come over, I'm busting on your face whether you like that shit or not. But that's in your terms. They may take it another way. A, a question, though, a question is not disrespect. It, it, How can a question? That's but like it all depends on the person. Though. That's like that's, that's like if if a, if a if a man asks me like, yo, are you gay? That's not disrespect. It's a but question. Some, but some people would take that away. Like, some oh, people would, look, but I don't... Do I look gay? Like, say they, that they, again? They, some, some dudes would be like, do I look gay? And, and try to fight you for that. But look, though... Asking that question. But you know, but in that, rea- in that reaction, right, I feel like in that reaction is all projection. Mm-hmm. Because, it's, because the anger comes from... The anger comes from... Really, it don't come from the question. It comes from, why are you asking me that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's all projection. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just didn't understand it. And maybe that's just because I don't, that's not how, how I react to certain things. Because I, I myself have an inquisitive mind. So, like, I'm not ever going to, like, judge somebody else for having that, mm-hmm. a, an inquisitive mind. You know what I'm saying? A question is a gotcha. question. I'm going to tell you yes or no. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But to me, though, that was a red, for me, that was a red flag. Because of the fact of how she re- how she couldn't receive uh, transparency, that like mm-hmm. that's how I took it. Like, oh, this person don't really she don't really fuck with honesty like that. She don't really fuck with transparency and, and direct communication like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, yeah, we almost stopped. We almost fucking stopped talking just because of that. And another key thing that she said within that was she didn't she she doesn't do certain things. 
until she's in a relationship. Oh, that's right. I don't like so, that. Yeah. So I took that at, and this is another mistake or another lesson that I've learned. When a woman tells me that they only do shit for their man or for their husband, I don't believe that. Mm. I believe you'll do whatever you do, you do because you want to do it. Whatever you don't do, you just don't do it because you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it, yeah. Like, you know and what I'm the saying? the excuse is, I only do that if you're my man or if I'm married. Exactly. And I don't cook for just any old body. I don't, yeah. And I my mistake, one of my mistakes with her was I believed her when she said that because I took it as, you know what? I respect that. She doesn't want to do certain things until she's in a committed relationship. I respect it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pressure it. I'm not going to ask about it again. I'm not going to talk about it again mm-hmm. until we, until I have taken the initiative to ask her to actually be in a committed relationship with me. And then we'll get back to that part. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the frustrating parts because once we were in a relationship, she, she wasn't really a woman of her word in that aspect. It was a lot of, I feel like it was a lot of empty promises kind of made when we were dating, that once we crossed the threshold of being into a relationship, it was like she was still had those same walls up. Whether Mm -hmm. it was sexually, whether it was opening up, whether it was just like being uh, vulnerable, like just Mm -hmm. like all of those things. But I feel like sex is something that we can all relate to, so it makes it easier to kind of comprehend. But it was was really just a vulnerability thing Mm -hmm. um, that never... It never changed. Like, nothing really ever changed from the dating stage to the relationship stage. Wow. So her opening up, she, it was just hard. You ever asked her, like, yo, what is it? Like, why you can't open up to me? Um, In so many words. Um, in so many words, man. I mean, I got bits and pieces of, um, you know, her relationship with her biological dad wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the greatest. She had a uh, she had a stepfather who really like stepped up um, in her life. You know, married her mom and all that kind of stuff. Um, her and her mom had a a good relationship, but a weird relationship, in my opinion, just because it was like her her behaviors seemed like they were dictated a lot of from her mom's opinions. Mm, she was um, a mama's girl. And I and I had a hard time really relating relating to that because the my relationship yeah. with my parents are is, is so my parents like championed me being a a free thinker and doing what I feel like is the is are the best decisions for 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 the direction and the you know the projection of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. Like they don't, it ain't, it's no black dark clouds hovering over me that would consist of my parents' judgment. Like, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Like whatever I fuck with, they fuck with it. Whatever I feel like I want to chase and whatever dreams I want to try to, try to achieve, like they support, they fuck with it. Like if I want to get married, they, they fuck with it. If I don't want to get married, they fuck with it. If I want to have kids, if I don't like, it don't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I have that, they granted me with that freedom. And I and I understand a lot of people don't have that, but it was just hard for me to relate to another grown person who's super concerned about what other people think, whether they your fucking parents or not. Like, that shit, right, right. it don't register to me. You mm. know what I'm saying? 
Um, but it was, yeah, man. I, I think, I think she did have some. Uh, I think she did have like some sexual trauma though. Um, mm. er, earlier in life, because there was uh, that was one time that she did open up to me, and I never, I never really talk about it too much, um, because I know that's like you know super super personal, personal. But yeah. Yeah. a situation that she told me about, which that's the part that I won't say. But the result of it was we we couldn't do we did we never really did missionary hmm. for real because I don't know if it was a position that was too vulnerable for her mm-hmm. or if it was just the uncomfortability of her being in a position where it's like she don't really have uh like really like control for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and that what was what was crazy about that though like at the time that she told me that particular story we was already like I don't know eight ten months in to like mm-hmm. the relationship part mm-hmm. so imagine like all of this, the sexual hiccups that I'm feeling like I can't really understand but I don't know this huge piece of information. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But then I find out so this, this when you piece tried of to do missionary. Bef- hold on, when you tried to do missionary before, what was she doing? She was squirming out of it. Yeah, it was just like a, you know, you could just. It was just like an energy that you could just feel, mm. where it was like that just really wasn't her. She she just ain't really she ain't fuck with it, and it was. It was one time where she like just literally told me like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really, I don't really like, I don't really like that position for real. Mm. You know what I mean? So, but you got it like in, in the, in the, in the mind of a man, we don't talk about it a lot, but intimacy for a man is very important too. It is. It is. Um, And what I felt, I felt disconnected from her in the in the intimacy department because it would have been different if I'm just like fucking just a random, you know, just a random bitch or random whatever. You know what I'm saying? All right, I ain't hit from the back, you know what I'm saying? Get on top, reverse cowgirl, suck my dick, whatever, and we, <laughs> and we out of here. Right. You know what I mean? But when you're talking about like your girlfriend, like you want to be able to like really be intimate with your girlfriend. You want to be mm-hmm. able to enjoy uh foreplay with your girlfriend. You want to be, be able to have like the intimate face to face. I want to I want to kiss you like while while I'm inside of you type of shit. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to talk to you. I want to be able to look you in your eye and you look look me in my eye and say shit to me. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that part where you actually have sex like kind of basically I guess for what it's intended for like that really like that connection. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like we really ever had that and I'm not going to say that it was solely sexual based, but sometimes those things are just more amplified through sex. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? That. And um, that was really that was really tough for me because it makes you feel like you in a relationship with somebody who don't, you know, like you back or love you back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and that was kind of like the foundation of uh in my opinion, I was like the foundation of all of our all of our issues 
for real. Like, I felt like I wasn't, I didn't feel like she really loved me like how I loved her. I didn't feel like, uh, I didn't really feel like I, she was invested like how I was. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like she, um, I wasn't her, I wasn't her, her type. Mm-hmm. And that was a conversation that her and I had. Like, I was like the nigga who came along after she had made the decision, like, you know what? I'm tired of getting drugged through the mud by all these fuck niggas. Like, let me try to change up the type of nigga that I talk to. Mm-hmm. And then she met me. Right. And then she's like, oh shit, the type, the different type of nigga is actually a decent guy. Let right. me move forward with this. But then you get to a point in your relationship where now y'all y'all become normal to one another. Mm-hmm. So like the the honeymoon shit is gone. Mm-hmm. So now you kind of like, I feel like you fall back down to like your baseline level of like, uh, you know, attraction. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not really your type, you gonna have it's a hard gonna, time like really. It's gonna show. It's gonna start yeah, to show. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So let's fast forward a little bit. What were your arguments like? It was mainly about sex, or was it other other aspects in your relationship? Man, it was about what wasn't it about? And I'm not even an arguing nigga, so that's how I knew I was in trouble. Cause I'm just like, yo, I, I, like, when I tell you, my nigga, I'm the nigga who get along with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like that's another thing Libras are known, infamously known for. Mm-hmm. Get along with everybody. Two two friendly niggas or whatever, right? I get along with everybody, but the one person I couldn't get along with was the person who I called my girlfriend. That shit used to eat me up. Mm. We used to argue about. Um, let me let me let me think. I don't even know if it would be arguing. It would be more so. All right, let me give you a story. The the day that I asked her to be my girlfriend, mm-hmm. I had a plan. I had my homie. I was like, I, I was telling my homie, I was like, yo, bro, I'm just about to, I'm about to, <laughs> this shit felt like a fucking proposal. Like, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Because like, I, I don't, you know, I ain't been in a lot of relationships, so I, I, I take them serious. And I, and I move slow because I take them serious. I don't want to, I've never cheated. I'm not a cheater. I don't want to be a cheater. So in order for me to get in a relationship with you, like, I really got to, I really got to fuck with you like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm planning this shit out. I got some, like, some, ch- some champagne. I got one of the fucking champagne, like, cooler. I don't know what the, it's, I know they got a name, but the thing, basically you just put it on Keep ice. Icing. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Um, I, I got, like, a couple of, like, cards. I got a silly card and I got a serious card or whatever. And the plan was, I had, um, I was going to, I got tickets. I bought tickets to a, a Flyers game, a hockey game. Mm-hmm. And I know niggas don't really fuck with hockey like that, but that was the reason that I wanted to to go to a hockey game because I knew that this would be something that she had never experienced before. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to be a person who was going to facilitate that. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, when she, I just wanted to give her something that she ain't never experienced, right? Mm-hmm. So I bought these tickets to the hockey game. Seats were fucking amazing. We was like right behind the fucking net. Um, expensive as fuck, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the plan was like, once we went to the game, my homie, I gave him like a, a spare spare key to the crib. He was gonna go into the crib, set up all my shit for me. 
and then he would bounce and then he'll give me like shoot me a text and like let me know like when everything is set up so mm-hmm. then we could leave leave the game and everything and when we walk back into the crib we'll be cool very so thoughtful. we go to the we get to the arena right everything is cool and before we go there I'm like yo you might want to you know what I'm saying wear like a coat or something cause mm-hmm. it's I think it was uh, it was like November so it was kind of cold outside and also in the fucking arena it's cold cause they gotta keep the ice from melting and shit mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. so I was like you might want to wear a coat just letting you know FYI so we walk in there she, she got on like a little jacket she don't wear no coat or nothing like that so she as soon as we walk in she cold as shit so I'm like, yo, like, let me just like buy you like a blanket or something like that. Cause you know, they sell them in like the gift shops. And she was just, nah, I don't want you to buy a blanket, whatever. So I don't buy it. So we walk in, we chilling, we get to our seats. Um, seats are amazing. We in there like taking pictures and selfies and laughing and joking and talking shit or whatever. And everything is going great. Like everything mm-hmm. is going great. I'm feeling good. Um, and then like, the game starts and, you know, five minutes goes by and we watching a game. We kind of like not talking as <laughs> much because we watching a game. And then I could see her kind of like getting cold or I saw like an offer of my jacket, but she like don't want to take it or whatever. And more, you know, so 10 minutes goes by and now we really not talking at all. And she's looking more cold and more angry in the face. And I'm like, yo, like just put my fucking coat on. And she's like, no, nah, I don't want that shit. Like push me off. And I'm like, and it's weird because, like, she's getting angry, like, out of nowhere. I mean, I, she like, could have been like, why am I here? Like, Yeah, and, like, I don't understand it. And I it's don't just, like hockey. And it, <laughs> and it just, it turns into, like, she just really turned, like, no pun intended, she just turned into, like, the ice queen. And hmm. we end up sitting there. It's still the first period. We're still sitting there. But, like, now we just, like, not talking at all. Hmm. And, like, the energy is just, like, a complete 180 from what it was when we first walked into the building. So then I'm just, like, my homie. Now, what was her reaction when she seen that y'all was going to a hockey game? She was hype. All right, all right, all right. Good. Yeah. She was was hype. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I understand it. But we can't leave, though, because I'm I'm still waiting for my homie to, like, send Mm -hmm. send me the text and shit. So... He sent me the text finally. I'm like, all right, bet. So I look down, see the text. So then I look at her. I was like, yo, man, let's just let's just go. Mm-hmm. And she like, she ain't say shit. She just fucking popped up and just fucking beeline like towards the door. And she's walking like super fucking fast. So I'm following her. And like, she's like 20 feet in front of me walking mm-hmm. super fast. Like 30 feet in front of me, 40 feet, 50 feet, 60 feet in front of me. Like, lead, like trying to like leave a nigga or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And... We finally, like, get get in the car, go back to my crib, and, you know, I invite her upstairs, because mm-hmm. in my mind, like, I'm still trying to finish finish the night, like, mm-hmm. through. She don't want to come upstairs. Mm. And I'm like, yo, man, like, just come upstairs. I know we had a, you know, I know the night wasn't the best or whatever, but, you know, I just, I got something for you upstairs or whatever I like to give it to you you know what I'm saying just come up real quick and she's just like nah and I'm like nah like for real like just 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 stop up real quick I'm like it's not even on no sex shit I'm not trying to like give you like a dick as, as my dick is a gift like it's not even on no nasty shit nothing like that like I really got you something 
And I would just like for you, like for you to, to have it before you go back home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, nah. So now I'm pissed, mm. right? So now I'm just like, all right, man, fuck it. And I get out, <laughs> slam her fucking door. <laughs> and I just go into the crib. And I'm just, I'm mad as fuck. Like, I'm really fucking pissed off. Because mm-hmm. she, like, really ruined the whole night. Like, you know what I'm saying? She ruined the whole fucking shit. And then, like, I get upstairs, and then, like, 10 minutes later, my fucking phone rings. She on the phone, and she's like, come open the door. <laughs> I was like, yo, this girl is oh, nuts, man. Yeah. So I go downstairs, man. I open the door, because I'm, I'm dumb, too. I open the door and shit. She come upstairs. And by this time, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole everything melted. Everything, it ain't, it ain't how it was, how it was set up and shit. Yeah. Um, but you know, she comes upstairs, man. She sees like the fucking champagne in the in the little tub. And I walk in her room and I just like I give I still just give her the fucking cards and shit. And like it was some goofy shit. It was like uh, on one card, I was like, it was like the will you be my girlfriend and like a, a yes, no, maybe box, like check a box mm-hmm. and shit. But then in the other, the other card was like a, uh, was a, a, a one year anniversary card. And I had just put like, you know, can I give this to you a year, a year from today or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Stuff, and yeah, it was basically stuff. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, will you be my girl and shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh. You know, like she fucking opened the joints and read them, and she started fucking crying. I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, what is you? What are you crying? I should be fucking crying. Like, what are you crying for? You ruined my shit. You know what I'm saying? And but it, yeah, like she just cried, and she like we like ended up like hugging and hugging, like hugged it out. And she still fucking she left and. I guess from that day, like, that's how she was my girlfriend and shit. It, it just started off all bad. Mm. Started off all bad. And, <clears> like, <throat> to be honest with you, like, that wasn't even a... I know you asked me, like, what did we argue about? But our arguments weren't even really... Like, that's what our version of arguments were about. It was, like, it was her flipping a switch, being, seeming, like, really angry and really mad or really... Mm-hmm. Just not wanting to be around me. And then it was me trying to figure out what was wrong and trying to fix it and trying to pick up the pieces. And like, that's just how our quote unquote arguments went. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there was, uh, there was the most, I guess the, the most infamous story really, man, was the fucking Fab and Jada concert. Uh, I had bought tickets to a Fab and Jada concert when they was doing like they um Freddie and Jason like promotional mm-hmm. tour. Yeah. They came to Philly. I, bu- I I knew I was going as soon as I seen the shit. I bought tickets and I was like, you know how women like they fuck a fab and shit. So I was like, yo, you want to go? And she was like, uh, she was like, yeah, I'll go. I'll fuck with it. And and this is this is this is like in March or some shit like that. So it's still kind of cold. Mm-hmm. And bought the tickets, told her it was standing room only. I was like, and and at this point in time, like I knew, like we used to, it used to happen every time that we would go out, it would start off great. Mm-hmm. And then it was almost like as soon as like a certain time would strike, she would just be upset. 
she would just get upset without me doing anything. She would just. And you got and used I, to that treatment? Huh? You just got used to that. I did, that man. I did. I I really did, and it was it was so like talking about it and thinking, looking back on it, it was so it was so sad. Like I didn't, I. I mean, you, you, it seemed like you loved the girl. Like I mean, you, I did you tolerate it a lot. I did, but I also didn't know how I didn't know my fucking worth though. As as cliche as that sound, mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, I didn't know that I was. I didn't know that how much I was popping. Like you know what I'm saying because. It ain't no fucking way I should have put up with all of that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's just just no way, man. No, no way. But I was like, I was trying to make, I was trying to make shit work. Mm-hmm. And I think too, I was also trying to, I was trying to prove to her in a sense that I was, that I was serious about her. Like our whole relationship, I felt like I was trying to prove to her that I actually wanted to be in the relationship. Because I go back to the six month uh, phase in which we were dating, she was ready to be in a relationship at like month three, and I hmm. wasn't. So why was that? I don't know. She was just she was just like ready to be more serious, hmm. and I we had that conversation several times, and I was just like, I'm. I mean, I like you, and I I can see us being that, but I just I'm just like not ready right now. Hmm. So like, once I told her that. I think she got in her head that, oh, he's not serious. He's not serious. He don't want a relationship. He don't want to be so in a relationship with me. you found yourself trying to prove her, prove to yeah. her that you were serious. Got yeah. It. Got it. So, and, but it was, it was so, the ironic part about it was like, I was still feeling like I was trying, I had to prove that to her while in a relationship with the girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was the weird, it was the weirdest thing, man. But I think that, I don't know if maybe that was where a lot of her, um, her like maybe like anger or the feeling of her not being a hundred percent in it came from. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know, man. It was it was a lot of stuff that we went through. I mean, especially just going back to the, <clears throat> excuse me, going back to the, like the, like the dick sucking shit. I remember she just wasn't a fan of foreplay at all. Wow, she really wasn't. She was. Uh, she wasn't a fan of foreplay, man. She was, and that might be super dope to like a lot of niggas, mm-hmm. but that's not really how I. That's not how I get down, like in the in the bedroom and shit like that. Like I actually, I actually really enjoy like the foreplay portion of sex, mm-hmm. um, because and a lot of well, everybody who listens to me, like I always talk about how I feel like I lost my virginity late. So for the longest time foreplay was all that I was doing because I wasn't actually fucking. Like, you know what I'm saying? So after I started having sex, like, I felt like I was better at foreplay than actual sex. So, like, Mm -hmm. that was, like, my go-to. So then to, you know, be in a relationship with a person where foreplay, they don't even really fuck with it for real. Like... It threw you off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, but what's also funny, too, is... um. I don't know how many other guys do this. I might just be crazy, but I could kind of, I felt like I could, I could tell the type of, you could kind of tell the type of sex that a woman is, is accustomed to having by like the way that y'all first several sexual encounters kind of occur. And what I mean by that is like, I could tell she just got fucked a lot, but she ain't, 
she didn't really like have like f- for real like sex a lot mm-hmm. with with a lot of with a lot of uh, emotion behind it with a lot of feeling behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't by the by the way that she's <laughs> seemed like she liked to have sex. She just liked to get hit from the back. Not not saying there's nothing wrong with that, but like I said, like it was nothing really intimate about mm-hmm. nothing in our relationship for real. But I uh-huh. wanted it to be, but it, it don't. It didn't feel like she even really wanted it to be. Gotcha. And that was hard. That was hard for me to uh to understand. Hard for me to process. Yeah, you that's that's saying? yeah. That could be a thing. Now you said the reason why this relationship ended was exhaustion. Yeah. So you just grew apart and didn't talk to each other again. Well, the way that it ended kind of goes back into my. My Fab and Jada shit. So we had been through um, countless stories, like like the one I, you know, what I'm saying like the one I just told you. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time I would go up there, I would always go and travel to see her because it would just be easier because she had a, you know, if she was to come to Philly, she would have had to make arrangements to get a babysitter or, mm-hmm. or we we did get to a point because I'm I'm. My bad, because like I'm skipping all over, but we did get to a point where I I did finally meet her kid. Um, kid was super super dope, super cool. Um, and you know, like I used to be around while while the kid was there. Sometimes we would go out to eat, just like all together. But it was also issues, and this is where I just didn't under I didn't know what to do. Where it would be issues where. I would be asking her like if she had a sitter, but mm-hmm. I think she would get offended because she was thinking along the lines of like, well, why don't you plan some like family outings so that all of us could could do as opposed to it just being like me and her. And I was like, well, I didn't know that you even were comfortable with that. Like, I didn't know. how. Like, I didn't think I should bring it up. Like, I don't like I'm not no fucking parent. So I don't mm-hmm. know how to maneuver in like those parent Mm-hmm. scenarios like I don't know if you if you do want the child here while I'm here or if you don't or if you want us to all be like this blended family or if that's mm-hmm. overstepping bounded like I didn't and I think that also pissed her off because again it goes back to well I don't think I don't think he that serious because he's not ready for my complete package of me and a child mm-hmm. or whatever and the whole time I'm just like trying to fucking Understand, yeah. Just do my best, cause I yeah. don't have a kid, my nigga. Like I don't know what to do, and I'm I'm telling you, I don't know what to do, cause I don't have a child. So mm-hmm. now it it it's like one of them situations where again, even though I'm the man, I kind of have to go off of her lead because you're the parent in the situation. So why wouldn't I ask you your expertise in this field? But but anyway, but like, <clears throat> excuse me. So we um exhaustion, the breakup. So, the Fab and Jada shit, man, I was trying to get shit back on the, back on the rails. We was on the rocks for a long time. Uh, I saw the tickets, bought the tickets. She wanted to go, so I, it was like, all right, bet. So, I said to her to meet at my house, park in my crib, so we could just Uber there, so we ain't got to look for parking and worry mm-hmm. about that. So, that was the plan. And the doors to the concert, I think, open at like maybe like eight o'clock or some shit. So I do all of that, haircut, go to Center City, go to the restaurant to pick up some food for 
the restaurant's not open yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm just walking around Center City, just like basically trying to kill time. And <clears throat> excuse me. And um, I walk past this Christian bookstore, mm-hmm. right? I just walk in there, peruse around because it was like the only thing that was open at the time. I happen to walk past the Five Love Languages book. Oh man, here we go. And this is actually this is that's important because maybe like two weeks prior, she sent me like the love language like quiz, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? At the time, I'm like, man, what the fuck is this stupid shit? But whatever, I'll do it, figure out, you know what I'm saying, what our love languages are, and then yada, 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 whatever. So so now I see the book, and now in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, shit, that's the quiz that she asked me to take. Mm-hmm. So I was like, shit, let me fucking buy the book. I'll buy her her lunch. I'll drop it off to her. It'd be kind of like a, you know, I feel like it would be a good gesture, and it would show that I'm willing to, you know, do whatever it takes to just kind of like, get our relationship like back on the right track mm-hmm. or whatever, right? So I do that, drop it off. I go to the crib, get ready. And maybe at like around four, five o'clock, she's supposed to already be at her house, like getting dressed, getting ready. She calls mm-hmm. me and I can just hear like the the irritation like in her voice. And she's like stuck in traffic. She still don't know what she gonna wear. I'm like, it's a fucking hip hop concert. My nigga, just wear mm-hmm. some some nigga shit, like some regular shit. And but she's like talking about how she's tired. And mm-hmm. I know from experience, tired Voldy is an angry Voldy waiting to happen. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, so right. at this point, I'm just like, yo. I was like, if you tired, if you just need to go home and take a nap and get some rest, sit this one out. I promise mm. you, like, I'm not, I will not be mad. I will not be angry. I will not be offended. Because in my mind, I fuck with Fab and Jada. I'm like, and I've never seen them, I've never seen them in concert at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, just don't fuck this experience up for me. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Like, just don't fuck it up for me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I was like, so if you, if you don't go, I'll find somebody to go. I'll go by myself, like, whatever. She's like, nah, nah, like, I'm going to go. I'm going to be good. I was like, all right, cool. So because she's running late, she doesn't get a chance to meet me at my house. Mm-hmm. So she has to, so she drives in. So mm-hmm. I get there before she does. She has trouble finding parking. When she finally finds parking, she calls me. She's walking up to the venue and I I see her on the, we on the phone and I'm trying to figure out where she is. And then I, she finally like, kind of like walks into my view. And when I fucking see this, girl, <laughs> when I see this girl's face, bro, <laughs> she's so angry already. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm oh, like, man. and I'm like, fuck, man, it's about to just be a long night, right? Right, right. So she walks up. I try. I, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm in the mindset of like, all right, I gotta keep the energy up though. Like, I gotta be smiling and laughing and joking and energetic because I gotta try to like build her energy up. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing all of that. I give her like a big hug. Like, she don't even move her arms. Like, she give me like the stiff body hug. And this is like my girlfriend we talking about. Like, we not dating. We not just mm-hmm. trying to, like, we in a full-fledged relationship at this point. And she don't even, like, hug a nigga back. Like, it's, so we go inside the joint. And the, the concert hadn't started yet or whatever. We was early. Um, so we was just kind of, like, sitting on the outside part. And we at the bar. And I go in. I get us some drinks. And we just sitting there drinking. I'm trying to, you know, have conversation, trying to liven it up, trying to crack some jokes, trying, trying to be happy. 
It's just like nothing is working, like nothing. So after maybe like 10, 15 minutes goes by, man, we just like, if you would look, if you saw us from like across the room, we just looked like we two fucking strangers who just happened to be sitting at the same fucking table. Like we didn't even look like we knew each other. We definitely didn't look like we liked each other. Mm. And we were sitting, we were sitting in silence for like an hour, just fucking drinking. And then out the blue, she just asked me, like, do you know when the concert is gonna uh is supposed to start? And I was just like, nah, I don't know. And she was like, well, if it don't start by such and such time, I'ma just go home. And I'm just like left her ass home to begin with. Mm. <laughs> I was just like, I'm I'm just like, all right, like I don't even know what to say to that. I'm just like, all right. So right after that though, she didn't leave. Right after that, people start kind of like rushing to the stage. Cause I guess these niggas DJs went to the stage. So that was like an inclination that they was gonna come out soon. Right. So we go upstairs and this the the place is standing room only, which mm-hmm. I told her beforehand. I was like, you're standing room only, wear some sneaks, comfortable shoes, whatever. Standing room only, so we go up, right? And we on the second, like on the balcony part, on the second level. And she's, I'm like, I'm like six foot, six one. She's like five, five. Mm-hmm. So we get in there. She's standing in front of me. So I can see over her. She's standing in front of me and there's a railing next to us. So I put my arm on the railing because when people were starting to run in, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't really give a fuck who they bump into, whatever. So, so, so I'm basically just yeah, trying yeah. to, yeah, I'm trying to protect her from getting like bumped into. And, you know, mm-hmm. people is kind of like low key, like bumping into me or whatever, not on purpose, but, you know, just, just cause. And somebody bumped into me hard enough to where after they bumped into the back of me, I bumped into the back of her. And she looked back at me and was like, why the fuck are you touching me? <laughs> like, what? what the fuck is wrong with you, my nigga? Like. You know what I'm saying? And she was just so angry for no reason. And 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 I don't get angry and pissed off and upset a lot. But this was like, this was like the last straw for me. So I was like really upset, really pissed off. So now it was like, now I felt like it was my turn for, for me to be visibly angry for once. Mm-hmm. And I stepped off to the side. I leaned on the wall. And... I ain't even. I didn't get a chance to see none of this concert, because mm. I was just. I, I I couldn't even enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't even really yeah, want to. Yeah. I didn't really even want to see it. And then we fucking when we left. I guess like the anger was just so visible on my face, that then she's like, you know, are you are you mad at me? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I'm I'm mad at you, yo. You you pissed me off tonight. And um, walked her back to her car. I was going to go home, but she, I was going to just fucking go home. But she actually, she talked me into coming back to her spot. Went back to her spot. The next day, we had a whole weekend planned. The next day, we were supposed to go to a comedy show at like, in Philly at like eight Mm o'clock. And it was March Madness. So I remember folding some clothes or something like that in the living room. She was asleep in her room. She come and she was like, wake me up at, I don't know, like six o'clock or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I ended up falling asleep, falling asleep while I was watching the game. But I ended up waking up literally probably, probably like 
a minute or two before she woke up. So when she walks out of her room, it looks like I'm wide awake. So mm. she's mad at me because she thinks because she fucked up the concert, I'm trying to sabotage like these comedy show tickets that she paid that she paid for this particular day. So now she's mad at me like all over all over again. Or whatever. So now we just in the house just mad and shit. So that day mm. was ruined. And then the next and this is all like back to back to back. So then like the so Friday night was the concert Saturday was the fucked up comedy show. And then Sunday was the day that I was just supposed to go back to Philly. And Sunday, woke up and she was sick because of, it was cold when we was like walking outside on Friday on the concert shit. So I'm like, yo. Did she ever own a coat? Huh? I said, did she ever own a coat? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, what's up with your fucking linens, man? Your thread, yo. And, um... (laughs) So I wake up, man. She's sick. I make her some tea. She don't drink. She don't drink the fucking tea. She like get that shit out of here. And uh, she was like, "I'm hungry." And I was like, "Well, what you want?" I'm just trying to like damage control. Like the whole relationship for me, I felt like it was just damage control. Like you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I'm like, "Well, what you want to eat?" And I'll just make you something real quick. She was like, "It ain't nothing in there." I was like, "I'll just go to the store, man." Like, what do you what you what you want? You feel me? She didn't know what she wanted whatever so I'm like alright whatever so then she fucking <laughs> she just fucking gets up and goes to the store herself and comes back and makes the food herself that I just offered to go mm-hmm. get and make so now I'm so I'm I'm like what the f-? I'm like yo you don't need me here bro like I'm out like I'm out I'm out to leave man cause you clearly don't need me you doing all of the things that I just offered to do for you to try to, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, basically, just try to take care of you, try to show you I love you, try to show you just I'm here for you. Like, all of that good nigga shit that, that I think that I am. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And you just do this shit on your own. So I was like, yeah, I'm about to leave. And then she talked me she talked me out of leaving. <laughs> this makes me, I'm a, I was a, oh, I was such a bitch, bro. Because <laughs> I should have, I should have been skated a whole bunch of times. But she talked me out of leaving. Um, and then I had this fucking bright idea that the Hail Mary was going to be me pulling out this fucking love languages book that I bought while she's laying in bed. I was like, I'm going to just read read this to her since it was her idea. I bought the book. Let me read it to her. It'll show her that I care. It'll show her that I give a fuck. It'll show her that I'm trying to still make shit work or whatever. So I pick out a fucking chapter and I just read one. And after that, and it was about like words of affirmation or something like that. And after I read it, I asked her like, you know, saying like, how does she feel about it? And she said, she said, I mean, it don't really relate to us because we not married. And I was like, man, it is nothing. It's nothing I could do to make this girl even remotely close to being happy or satisfied or mm-hmm. whatever, bro. So. I got my shit, man, and um, I was about to leave. And like right before we left, we had like a a really big argument because I was over it, and I was just like, I felt like I, I told her like I felt like I was the only one with any kind of like ideas for solutions. Like she always mm-hmm. had a fucking issue. You always have a fucking problem, but you don't never have no ideas for no solutions. And I'm the only one in the relationship 
ever trying to figure out a way to make the issues turn into solutions. And mm-hmm. all you have to contribute are issues. You never mm-hmm. contribute solutions, though. And we just started kind of like yelling at each other and this and that. And she ended up like throwing the book like at me. And 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 then like on the way to the she did we did calm down. She I was in Delaware, and mm-hmm. I did still have to fucking take the train back because I I rode back with her. So. She did still take me to the train station. Mm-hmm. On the way to the train station, it was super quiet. And I asked her, because I, I hate to leave on bad terms. So I was like, yo, man, like, when we when we gonna talk about this? Like, when we gonna have, you know, have a conversation? And she was like, uh, she was like, she was like, it ain't nothing to fucking talk about. We ain't gotta talk about Dang. shit. I was like, all right. So I got out the car, got on the train, and I, I made the decision. Like, every single time that we had an argument, disagreement, fight, whatever you want to call it, literally, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, every single time, the only way that I was always the one who extended the olive branch mm-hmm. so that we could get things back right. right? This time you decided not to. This was the first time where I was like, I'm not reaching out to her. If, if, if we're going to work it out, it's going to be because she extends this olive branch. And that's how we broke up. Because she ne- wow. we never talked again. So she, she just wasn't grown enough. She wasn't mature enough, basically. Not in the, not in the, not in the relationship part of her life. Because mm. like I said, man, she was a, she, professionally, she had it together. As a as a mom, as a mother, she had it together. But in a relationship area of her life, bro, mm. not e- not even close, my nigga. Now, how did you feel about that? Like her not reaching out and y'all haven't spoken nothing. Nah, it. I, I mean, I felt <laughs> it was it was part of. I mean, part of it was fucking comical. Part of it was a relief and then part of it was was hurt and and pain because it makes like the it makes the like the um when you wonder if somebody really fucks with you and you wonder if somebody really likes you or you wonder if somebody really loves you like that's the confirmation that is nah Mm-hmm. That's the confirmation of like, no, nigga, none of the above. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's how it felt. And it made me it made me feel like I don't it, it, it also made me feel like a fucking like a simp. You know what I mean? Because I was always the one like I was the only one always like trying to make shit work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like trying to make somebody like, trying to make someone like love you back is like the most, that's <laughs> like the most pitiful shit ever mm-hmm. that you could, that you can do when, when every single thing in their actions is, is showing you like, I don't fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, I also think I had a very uh, misconstrued sense of, 
of kind of like the roles in a relationship because for so long we we've, we've been told like the happy wife happy life mantra we've on sitcoms and on movies and, and rom-coms and shit like that we always see that like the man ha- the man's happiness don't really matter mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like what really matters in relationships to the man is just how much how much can he endure always like being the scapegoat mm-hmm. always being like the liar or always being like the bad guy or always having to come to the rescue for some shit but like you it's never a, a representation of like what it's like to be a happy man in a relationship mm-hmm. like that representation don't really fucking exist it right, don't really right, right. like the representation of like what a man wants and what he what he what he needs or what he don't like or what turns him off or what makes him feel sad or depressed or unseen or underappreciated like th- that representation don't exist so oh, what yeah. it what it what it teaches men what i realized that it that it conditioned me to believe was that like this was just how relationships are mm-hmm. where i have to as a man i have to do every single thing in my power to make sure that she's good mm-hmm. No matter how much it exhausts me. You know what I'm saying? And like for the longest, I bought into that. Mm. But <laughs> not no more, my nigga. Like we don't we don't do that no more. That's a lesson learned. Man, so how did how did you like go through that breakup? Like how did you uh heal from it? Um, it was it was tough, man. I ain't gonna lie. Uh it it, it probably took me like it probably took me like a year. Um, at least. We mm-hmm. was together for like two. So it took me like a year. Mm. Um honestly, I it was the and the reason it was so tough is because I really didn't understand what I did wrong. Like mm-hmm. it would it would have been it would have been easier. If I would have like blatantly like really like done some wrong shit, mm-hmm. as opposed to like trying to figure out why somebody don't like you, but they in a relationship with you is like impossible. Like you know what I'm saying? Because you're trying to you're trying to like fill in a whole bunch of blanks. Because again, because because our communication was so fucking terrible with one another, I didn't I didn't know. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know why you don't love me. Like I don't know why you don't like me. I don't know why you. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't I don't know why we don't like we can't be intimate. I don't mm-hmm. know why we can't get closer cuz we never had these conversations. Mm-hmm. So I don't really I don't really know none of this information. Like you know what I'm saying? So so all I know is like damn like I wasn't a bum ass nigga. I didn't put hands on you. I was I wasn't a I wasn't a I wasn't a cheater kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about why I thought that I would be a good boyfriend, right? Like I wasn't mm-hmm. doing I when we talked about past relationships, I did nothing that her past niggas did to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I always tried to, I always tried to be a, a great example or set the standard for if our relationship didn't work. Like, nah, you gotta at least be as good as this nigga Jax on on these particular levels because this is what this is what he did for me. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm like trying to figure out what you did wrong when you really for real didn't really do shit wrong is like the, that's what make, made it so tough for me to like get over it. Cause I was just trying to figure out like, damn, like how come she ain't like a nigga? Like, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Um, and the other part of it, man, I really just got, this sounds so silly, but, um, that's kind of when I started like getting tattoos again. Mm. Uh, cause you know, like after, when you go through a breakup, you kind of, I feel like we all go through like this, uh, like this rebirth. Yeah, you gotta get to know uh, yourself, so to again. speak. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Like you gotta re- reinvent. And um, I had already had like a couple of tattoos, but they was back from when I was like 17 and mm-hmm. like 19. So I had went like a whole decade without getting no more like new ink and shit. And then at the time, uh, one of my homies I had played ball with, he was he was living with me, and. He had went and got a tattoo and uh, came back and nigga, that shit was fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, nigga, I'm about to go back under the needle, nigga. And I got one and I just kind of like, and I never really, I, I think I got like, I got like two, like while I was still in the relationship. But then after the relationship was over, I think that's when I was just like, yo, I'm, I'm about to just really like go crazy with this shit. Um, this don't have, this is a super sidebar. I should have known that she ain't fuck with me when, when you get, I don't know if you got, you got a couple of tattoos, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime a, a, a nigga a get a, anytime you get a tattoo and people who really fuck with you, mm-hmm. the first time you around them, they want to see it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, yo, like, what you get, bro? Like, let me see that shit. Oh, that shit fire. That shit fire. Bro, I got like two or three tattoos while I was in a relationship with this girl, and she never wanted to see him. Like, she was that's settling. weird, it right? It seemed like she was settling. That's weird. Yeah. It seemed like she was settling. <laughs> that's weird as fuck, bro. Like, you don't fuck with me, my nigga. You don't like me. Like, who, like, that's, that's, I should have known right there, but. Mm. Yeah, man, I, that's how I got over it. And just time, time, man. Yeah. I and I, um, I definitely fucked the, I definitely fucked a couple of chicks, and got some of the sexual things that I that I wasn't getting, uh, from her. Um, that actually didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. That actually made it worse because it made me, re- it made me resentful because it made me be like, why, why can I get, why can I get what I want? from women that I don't give a fuck about, but I can't get that from a woman that I love. Mm-hmm. So that really kind of, it really kind of backfired for real, for real. Um, but that was part of, I mean, that was part of my healing process though. It was just like, all right, I'm single again. So like, let me go, let me go knock down a couple of holes and shit like but that. But no, you never went to therapy for this situation, right? Not, no, not until, not until recently, but mm-hmm. and it's, I literally have been in therapy for like two months. Mm-hmm. Like, Literally. Um, and I've, uh, I, I used, for the longest, I've, I've never been anti-therapy, but I was one of those people who was like, I don't really need it. Mm-hmm. Ain't, nothing, ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm good. I'm chilling. That's, and then, that's, and then that's on top mad, of that, I had a- That's just black people in general. They, they always yeah, think that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they always and think then, that. Exactly, exactly. And then and then on top of that too, like I had um I had the podcast to fall back on too. 
Hmm? You know what I mean? So I did have an avenue to get to get my thoughts out and, you know, to vent and to um, you know, just talk to my talk to my friends and talk to people who were important to me and you know, like get feedback from them and they were a listening ear and to uh the the great thing about podcasting is like you get to kind of like tell your story and you don't know if it's like if it's if you're crazy because is it just me who's like thinking this or feeling this or seeing this but then when you put your stories out there and you get the feed, you relate. see the feedback yeah, yeah, yeah. of other people kind of like being like on your not, I don't even say on your side, but just being able to understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. like that helped, like that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know if it really helped because it it allowed me like that, uh, like that space to be able to say that I don't need to go to therapy because I mm-hmm. have this. You seen you know that tweet saying? with the girl? She said, "Black men don't get, black men don't go to therapy. They just uh, make a podcast. They you get podcast. Yeah, yeah, I saw I, like." <laughs> People retweeted that to the to the death. I'm like, yo, but the podcast is a form of therapy. It you, is. I, you're it getting is. your stuff up, like you said. But um, definitely. What I like to ask my 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 guests is, where did they learn positive love, or where did they see positive love? What would you say? Uh, um, you said you where? That? Where or how did you learn about positive love? Um, I mean, my first my first answer. Right off the rip is gonna be my parents, mm-hmm. um, my mom, my pop. They were both. Uh, they both love love me. Current like currently, you know what I'm saying? Past mm-hmm. tense and present tense. Um, showed me love, man. I was I wasn't. I was lucky. I'm and I. I talk about my parents a lot, um, and I always just like to give them they their credit, their flowers, whatever you want to call it, um, and just. I feel like I got to acknowledge, I feel like I'm lucky, like, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people aren't blessed to have two parents that are in their life active and actually love them, like, positively, like like you stated. Um, But I would say, like, they they were both, like, just, they support me in everything, champion me with everything. Like, they hit me with the lessons and the gyms and, like, they're not, um, they t- they tell me they love me, like verbally, you know what I'm saying. They, I both my parents were huggers and and kissers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Um, like so it, it it was like, I feel like it was really not too many stones unturned, in terms of them making sure that I know that I have people in this world that love me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, um, and I and I feel like so I wasn't, I wasn't raised in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I wasn't, I, I was really raised in in love. Like I was mm-hmm. raised in that, so I'm able to. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I think that I have a, a pretty decent amount of like emotional intelligence. You know what I'm saying, and, mm-hmm. and I, I have to give the credit to my parents because that's just. That's just what I was raised on, man. I was I was raised on love. I wasn't raised on on, on hate. I wasn't raised on bitterness. I wasn't mm-hmm. raised, like I said, out of survival. Um, I was raised to see the good in people as opposed to beware of the bad in people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so that's just that's how I operate in 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 my life. 
to this day. Got you. That's 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 good. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. Now you like you listed a bunch of lessons that you learned during this relationship, but what you what would you what would you say is the biggest lesson learned in this relationship? <laughs> the big lesson learned, I would say, man, what would I say? I think the big lesson learned is um trust trust what's in front of you not what you think will be in front of you you know what I'm saying once this person like I think we do that a lot I think mm-hmm. I, and I actually think that we put this on women but I think that it I think that it lives in in both of us where we we always say like you know women like date potential and women like mm-hmm. always like shoot themselves in the foot because they like always think what a nigga will be instead of a, what right what, right right uh, yeah a man is right. I think we both do that, um, and I think I definitely, I think we do. I think we both do it, but I think we kind of like maybe do it in different ways because, and I've tried to. I've been having to like tr- uh, unlearn that and. As opposed to like being like, <laughs> bring it back to, to caveman shit like sex sexual shit because that's what everybody can relate to. Even when I was telling my story about when the girl when Vody had first like given me head or whatever, my mind wasn't focused on the head that I just got. Mm-hmm. My mind was focused on like, well, damn, like, but it could be this. If I just figure out how she finished, or it could be this mm-hmm. if I could just coach her up and just do this and, and teach her that. Mm-hmm. But it's like my nigga, like, but what what are we in the current though? Because mm-hmm. that's what you gotta like, because we not like what if the what if the current version of a person that you get is the last version of them? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because we all assume that just because we are growing in age that we're also growing as a person and that everybody don't want to grow. Right. Yeah. Right about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think we forget that. Like just, maybe just because I want to continue to grow, maybe just because you want to continue to grow. Like that don't mean that everybody does. Like mm-hmm. some people are perfectly fine with who, to, who, with who they are today. They don't need no improvements. They don't need to get better at nothing. Mm-hmm. They don't need to practice at nothing. They don't. They don't need to. They good. They could die today, and they could be like, "I was that nigga. I was that bitch." Like, mm. so for me, like, I feel like in order to kind of like protect my peace of mind, I, I gotta take. I gotta take what's there. Like, mm-hmm. I have to. I have to take you for what you are. For what you show me. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not going off of what you're saying, what you're gonna be. I don't ask niggas like what's your plan in five years. I don't I don't ask no I don't ask no woman that. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. For mm-hmm. real. Like not not when it comes with dealing with me right now today. Because like who who are you today? How are you gonna how are you gonna treat me today? How nice are you today? How intelligent are you today? Like, mm-hmm. and if we and if we gonna fuck. How are you gonna suck my dick today? <laughs> Yo, this, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's your thing. <laughs> like, that's you know thing. what I'm saying? Because all that other shit is just a wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that other shit is just is just hope. It's just fucking like it's it's a it's a hope and a prayer. You know what I mean? Like, and it's and it's dope if it's dope to have plans, but I feel like it's kind of not intelligent to 
just ignore what you're dealing with in the present based mm-hmm. on the plans that you have for the future. Like you still got to be on point right now, this second. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I, I I don't I try not to put those like those expectations on uh on people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because people will disappoint you every time. Right, right, right. If you right. put too much expectation on their shoulders. Right. Now, for somebody going through a heartbreak or breakup, what's some advice you would give them? <clears throat> Go to the gym, nigga. <laughs> Go to the gym. Work out. Work out your body and your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, therapy for sure. Therapy for, for sure. Uh. Shit, if you if you ain't got money for therapy, start a podcast like every other <laughs> nigga first. Um, <laughs> but but nah, I, I honestly though, cliche shit, man. But really, just try to find out. I would say look in the mirror. Honestly, all jokes aside, I would say look in the mirror first. Try to do your best job of figuring out. What you could have done differently without subliminally blaming the other person and mm-hmm. then work on that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I feel like a lot of us, uh, a lot of us point the fingers a lot when we talk about relationships that didn't work. She didn't do this, or he didn't do that, or she would never do this, or he was always a but like what did what did you do though? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what what could you have done differently that may not have necessarily changed the the outcome altogether, but maybe would have just changed like the path mm-hmm. of the relationship for for the better. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like that's something that I think about all the time. And and I know you didn't ask me this, but something that I feel like if I could a- answer my own question, like something that I feel like I should have done better or differently was um, I should have never stopped being myself in terms of like how I express myself. I felt mm-hmm. like I I held back a lot. I was less expressive. I was less opinionated because I was trying to I was trying to tiptoe. I was mm-hmm. trying to be tactical in like how I was going to tell her how I felt or tell her how I was hurt or tell her how I felt unseen or unloved or unliked or 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 whatever. I didn't speak up enough. I didn't speak up enough and I, and I wasn't I wasn't honest honest enough consistently throughout the relationship. Like I mm-hmm. started off strong and because I didn't get like the results that I really wanted in terms of how she received what I said to her, I kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think the more that I fell off, the more that it kind of like I couldn't control it no more because when you when you when you kind of like muzzle yourself for so long, like it's harder to actually take the muzzle off, mm-hmm. like the further you get into the relationship. So um, I definitely could have changed that. I definitely. <sighs> yeah, I, I just. I wait, I wait so long, man. I move, I move really slower in relationships and I don't know if that's, I don't really know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for me. And I really don't know if I would have done that differently, but mm-hmm. I might I might have done that differently. I might have done that differently. That's the way you move. All right. Last but not least, a song you'd like to dedicate to your ex. A song? Right. Yeah. Uh. 
suck a nigga dick or something. Oh man. my god. <laughs> yo. If I That Three six, wild. man. Three six mafia, man. What's the name of that song? It's really cool. It's the uh, fucking corn on the cob, man. Oh, slob on my knob. Yeah. Yeah, so slob on my knob. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Slob on my knob. Pat? There we go. Yeah. Project Pat. That's Project Pat and three six, yeah. All right. <laughs> man. It's good having you, but sheesh. <laughs> hey, are I you, appreciate are, you, man. Are you dating now? Say that again. I said, are you dating now? Oh, I'm um, yeah, I would say I'm I would say that I'm dating. Uh I'm definitely single, but I go out, you know, I, I go out every mm-hmm. now and then. All one right, of the good. one of my funny, the funny things I say is actually I, I say I'm off the market, but I'm uh but I'm single. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't really, man, I go on dates every now and then, but I really am like really focusing on trying to just be successful, bro. Cause the 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 era that we in now, I don't want to say with every woman, but with what it seems like mm-hmm. is that you you really don't even got a shot with women unless you're successful. So nowadays, it seems I'm trying that, to, but you just gotta find the right one. Yeah. So yeah, man. But you know, man, I'm I'm out here. I I ain't, I ain't all the way in the street. I'm like yeah. on the I'm like on the, you on the curb. On the stoop. Right. Yeah, like you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Right. Now I got a, I got a, I got a question. It just came to my mind. When Jada and Fab did the verses, did that trigger you? Yo, yes. Yo, I was in the fucking matter of fact, I was in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I was at home for I was filming a wedding. And attending a funeral all within like the God same damn. weekend, right? right? And I know, crazy. And that shit came on. I was in. I was in the crib. I went. I was going crazy, right? Because I was. I was on live and all of that. And I was just like, "Yo, this is the concert that I missed." Mm-hmm. And it it made up for it. Like I was super hyped, but I was definitely triggered because I was like, "Yo, I could have really just seen this in person." Mm-hmm. If she hadn't mm-hmm. fucked up the whole experience for me, but it, it, it low key kind of made up for it, man. But I was, I was definitely triggered. Yes, I was nah. <laughs> yelling and screaming and saying all kind of like "fuck you, Voldy" type of shit, like yeah. all that shit. Man, but it's good to have you, Jackson. Man, uh, where can people find you? And what's next for you? Uh, again, all right, Jax. My Instagram, Instagram is Jackson one six one six J A X O N. 1616 is my personal page. My podcast page is one mic stand, the word one underscore, the word Mike underscore, the word stand underscore. And I also do video production. So if y'all niggas is into that or you just want to see some dope visuals or if you need to hire me for a visual or something like that, uh, my video page is not Jax, which is N-O-T underscore J-A-X. Man, it's good having you. Thank you for signing up. This is- that was a that was a different story because you stayed in that whole time just trying to make it work, trying to make it work. And she ain't, yeah, yeah, man. And you never good. got in contact with her to this day. No, I was trying to do an episode. I was I'm trying to do an episode with her for the longest, man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, a one mic, a one mic joint. I, I actually did an episode 
with my first ex from uh from college, and that shit was super dope, mm-hmm. super transparent, super real. And um I reached I actually reached out. I reached out to Vody maybe like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, yo, man, I, I want to do an episode. I know we didn't have the best relationship or whatever, but you know, now that we're several years removed from it, like I feel like it would be a dope conversation to mm-hmm. have, like face to face, to like really I would really like to know, like, cause you know, like some like the level of transparency sometimes can increase, like once y'all don't deal with each other no more. That's the weirdest shit ever that you could tell the truth to somebody now that you don't fuck with them. Mm-hmm. But you know, that door is that door was open, it is open, it'll always be open, to be honest with you, because not and but not even really for closure for me, but I feel like because I've I've referenced the, that relationship so much, that'd just be something that like everybody would want to fucking watch. Right, right, like, right. Like you know what I'm saying? Because because I think when I when I tell my stories about about her and about the relationship and everything, if you if you weren't there in the moment, if you weren't like a close friend of mine, like really watching me like go through it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like you know how people say, like it's three sides to a story. Like the you know his side, her side, and like the truth. Like I swear to y'all, like I'm 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 not lying. But I will say that I am only able to give my perspective. Your side of the story. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just from a from a content perspective, like it would be dope mm-hmm. to hear what her perspective was. Right, right. Because it might it it. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it might be something that I had never taken into consideration, and I think now, that would be interesting. Now, what if she reaches out to, to me after hearing this episode? Would you be okay with her doing an episode? Perfect. Uh, yeah, I don't right. listen. I don't got nothing. I, I will. I you can look her up, nigga. I'll give you her information. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Please, please do it. <laughs> I would love. I would love to hear it. I'm a fucking. I, I would ask you to fucking add me on this motherfucker, but. <laughs> <laughs> But but yeah, like man, that would be dope. I I wish she. I will. I hope she would. Good yeah. luck. Good luck though. But Jackson, it's good having you. Hold on. Appreciate Ooh. you. <coughs> Damn. Good having you. It's freaking COVID call, man. <laughs> oh, no, COVID, COVID. <laughs> That lingering cough is crazy. But um, it's good having you on the podcast. That's been views of an ex. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. All right. Have a good night, man.